0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Locked On Sports Minnesota Podcasts. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. Now it's superior sports talk with CARE 11 sports anchor Reggie Wilson and Luke Inman. It's 30 minutes every day, and it's all the Minnesota sports you need. It's Superior Sports Talk, and it starts now.
0: Back in the lab, Reggie and Luke back at it. Another episode of Superior Sports Talk presented by Lockdown Sports Minnesota. It's your daily 30-minute breakdown of everything Minnesota sports, which you can now find streaming on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick devices. Just look out for our Locked On Sports Minnesota app there as well. That's Reggie Wilson on Twitter, at Reggie Wilson TV. End up on Care 11 every night. Wednesday, Reg, Hump Day, Bills Week. But just in general here in Minnesota, a lot of drama going on in Minnesota sports right now.
1: Yeah, it's a good time. It's a good time. You know, nevertheless, a lot of chatter for us to have <laughs> about what's going on right now because of everything that's – transpiring right now in the world of sports
0: yes sir well said so lots to get into but first remember follow along locked on minnesota youtube channel hit the subscribe button leave us a comment and on twitter give us a follow it's at locked on min and remember we're a podcast too free and available all platforms spotify apple you name it we got it Tons of great choices over there. you got the Ron Johnson Show. you got the Football Party and more. Your one-stop shop with endless Vikings talk with local experts. Do us a favor. Hit the subscribe button and drop us a five-star review. All right. To football we go. Here's what we know. Per Ian Rappaport, Josh Allen, he's dealing with a sprained right elbow, a UCL injury that will likely limit him this week. It's something they think he can play through, but not going to miss any time. Something the Bills team and training staff is certainly obviously monitoring by the minute during this week in practice. The alternative was to said he'd have a quick kind of minor surgery on it. He'd be out about three, four weeks, and he'd be ready to go for the end of the season stretch and into the playoffs. Something actually Allen had back in 2018 so they're kind of familiar with this whole thing and what it looks like so as we stand here today sounds like Josh Allen will play this week albeit maybe not at 100 but as we all saw at the end of the Jets game Sunday post-injury after he got dinged up he still threw an absolute bomb 70 yards downfield so the guy's still deadly and dangerous even if he's not 100 let's just look at this Reds just for a second from the Bills' perspective. The Bills end the season with some huge games. Patriots in division, Jets in division. They're going to be in the playoffs. If you were a Bills fan, would you prefer he kind of bites the bullet, gets the surgery, that way you know he's 100% the rest of the way. Whereas now, it seems like every single throw, every dropback, every quarterback hit or sack, you're kind of holding your breath, praying things don't get worse.
1: Yeah, it's it's one of those things, man, because I saw – you know, I'm a big St. Louis Cardinals fan mm-hmm. and I saw Adam Wainwright pitch a whole mm. season. Well, mm. with the sprain UCL. Now that thing wow. finally like gave out and mm. you know, he tore it. It was, it was like partially torn and then it finally gave out one pitch he, he pitched and it just kind of like snapped on him. And so you're like, uh, you know, um, but we, we've, we've seen this injury with, with quarterbacks before. Um, you know, recently with Ben Roethlisberger, we've seen mm-hmm. it with. Uh, back in the day, it was Jake DeLome. He came back, and that arm was was sharp Jake when he came back DeLome. from that. Great name drop. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But it's it's interesting though because, like we saw, he had the arm punt when when uh, when the game was on the line. You know, the adrenaline was going. And so it's like, well, if it's something that he can manage and they do believe that he can manage that and they just continue to treat him and, and get the arm prepared, I think you just you just let him play. Like this season means too much mm-hmm. to lose him for any period of time. And honestly, nothing wrong with his legs. You know, those are mm-hmm. still deadly. So, you know, maybe you call a little bit more designed runs for him. Maybe you, you know, ease some of the, the pressure mm-hmm. off of, him having to make some throws um, in these games and and you just kind of manage him that way so that, you know, the arm is still, you know, it won't be 100%, but it's still in good enough shape to do what they need to do down the stretch. I, I think you you just play him. He's he's more valuable out there, even if he's playing injured, than not having him out there at all. You know, no, no disrespect to Case Keenum, but there is a large drop-off when you talk about, the skills between Allen and Keenum
0: honestly after seeing that 70 yard bomb knowing he had that injury him at like 80 percent is still better than probably half the quarterbacks in the league let's face it he's that good so this is gonna be talked about all week now and let's just say he can't go they change their mind or something happens and the Vikings do face Case Keenum the immediate reaction is probably gonna be whoa vikings go from nine point underdogs on the road to favorites on the road in buffalo but let's not forget this bills team with allen or with keenum is going to be a really tough difficult matchup if it's keenum where does that bills team rank in terms of toughest teams the vikings have faced on the schedule obviously philly's got to be in there you still got the giants you got the cowboys in the mix too but not a Josh Allen-led Bills team, but a Case Keenum-led Bills team, where do you get done and say, all right, this is where that ranks as far as a litmus test goes?
1: I still think that they are dangerous. You know, Mm -hmm. Keenum is a competent enough quarterback. We've seen him play at high levels at times during his career in the National Football League. And so when you talk about them maybe simplifying things for Case, you know, turn him into a game manager, leaning a little bit more on the run game, I think that's probably what you see them do. You know, they got James Cook, they got Singletary, they added Naheem Hines. You know, maybe you're you're running it a lot more with them. Maybe you are designing more plays out of the backfield for Case to be able to check it down to a guy like Hines who can make some things happen with his feet. He's a pretty dynamic receiver out of the backfield. And then you look at, you know, the receivers that he has, like he should like if his arm is is uh still competent enough to throw NFL passes, he should still be able to hit guys like Stephon Diggs and guys like Gabe Davis, Dawson Knox, like those are still guys that he can he can still win with. Um and then you look at that defense, not really sure what the status of of Jordan Poyer is going to be, but mm-hmm. you know, y- you think about Tredavious White, you think about Matt Milano, you got Von um you got big Von coming off the edge. Like, no big I, deal. Like, Vaughn Miller yeah, coming Von in up third still, down.
0: Oh, yeah, Von Miller, Hall of Famer. Okay. Like,
1: y- you still got some things to worry about on this Bills team. And so I still think that they are quite up there. And if Allen is able to go, and if he does go out there, like, you still got to think of this Bills team as very, very dangerous, especially coming off the loss to the Jets. They're going to be hungry. And and probably have a nasty taste in their mouths because they don't believe they should lose to teams like the Jets, and you know you got this big Vikings team coming in with one loss, mm-hmm. and you know I, I saw some some tweets, yeah, I saw some tweets last week that uh, was saying things like you know this Bills six and one team is not the same as a, this Vikings six and one team. And there are still people who believe that the Vikings still are just playing with with house money. They're still not the team that people think that they are, and so you know the Vikings are going to have some something to prove here as well, like going against the the last time they went against a team that was supposed to be really good in Philly, man, they got their doors blown off, and so I think they still have something to prove there as well.
0: Yeah, to your point, I'd rather catch the Bills after a a beatdown on some team versus, oh, you just lost to the Jets? They're going to come back hungry and feisty and not very happy either. They're going to bring the heat. Obviously, the storylines for this game kind of just continuing to write themselves, man. Keenum, part of maybe the most magical play in Vikings history, a.k.a. the Minneapolis Mm -hmm. Miracle. And, oh, yeah, the guy he threw it to, he's also over there too, Stephon Diggs. So there's a lot of Minnesota connections going on this week, even outside of just Case Keenum. People love to look back and talk about this Diggs trade to Buffalo. Minnesota gets mm-hmm. draft picks back. They select Justin Jefferson. The other pick they used, I think it was on Cam Bynum. Three, four years later here, Reg, honestly, who wins that trade? Because to me, it feels like the most even trade you'll ever find in the NFL nowadays. They're usually pretty lopsided one way or the other when you look back a couple years later.
1: Yeah, they're both winners. It worked out well for both parties. You know, Stefan Diggs is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, you know, to his words, he's him. But, you know, what's interesting is Justin Jefferson is also right in that mix, top five receiver in the NFL. It worked out really well for both parties. I don't think we've seen something like that happen, you know, in a long time, you know, unless you talk about some of these quarterbacks who've kind of been like the heir apparent to the guy that they're taking over for, like uh, Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. But I think... It's it's interesting to see how Stephon Diggs has impacted the Bills and really kind of turned their offense up a notch with Josh Allen. But it's so funny because if he stayed in Minnesota, he would still be getting you know similar if not the if not better production with the Vikings as well. And maybe Justin Jefferson is somewhere else producing like a crazy person like he's doing with the Vikings. And mm-hmm. so I I. I don't think that that trade was a loss for either party both have benefited handsomely from doing that deal
0: here's the other thing you gotta think about too just because the bills say they would have kept that draft pick didn't mean for sure they would have taken Justin Jefferson. They could have taken a different position altogether, although they did need mm-hmm. a receiver. So likely they would have taken from that deep receiver pool. But still, it's not a given that they would have taken Justin Jefferson with that draft pick had they kept it. So, yeah, absolute win win for both teams. So you got the Keen Impossible Revenge game going on, Diggs Jefferson connection. Then you got Bills rookie running back James Cook facing his brother Dalvin for the first time mm-hmm. in their careers, obviously, when he was drafted by Buffalo and Dalvin was at the little draft party and they looked at the schedule. What do you think the conversation was like when they saw Week Ten Vikings at Bills, knowing they would be facing off versus one another like this? Like, what do you think the conversation is like this week between those two?
1: It's probably like, hey, hey, man, hey, bro. (laughs) We we gonna see out there on that field, you know? You you bring it, you bring, you make sure you're ready. Don't go crying to mama again like you used to. I I, I don't want to hear no excuses. You know when it's when it's time to to lace them up to put the helmet on like, okay, come on. It's interesting though. I'm not sure how much usage James Cook is going to get in this game. You know, he's a rookie. Bro. He's kind of behind some, some other guys on the depth chart. And so, you know, I'm sure he's going to want to show out and show big bro, like, Hey, this is what I can do. This is, this is how I'm, I'm running here. You know, big bro. I can do what you do too, you know, but it, it's going to be interesting to see how they utilize cook in this, uh, in this game against the Vikings.
0: This is huge because this is for bragging rights come two, three weeks later when they're all sitting at the family Thanksgiving table. Mm-hmm. You
1: want to be the one
0: with the bragging rights at that table during that conversation, I promise you. Vikes looking for their yeah. eighth win of the season this Sunday. Probably preparing for both quarterbacks at this week just to be cautious just in case not knowing what they're going to get Sunday. Next, we're trying to figure out what's going on with the Wolves, but first, Vikes now 14-1 to to win the Super Bowl after this 7-1 start. They started as nine-point underdogs on the road, taking on josh allen the buffalo bills however the game was actually taken off the board out of a lot of sports books out of a lot of casinos so you got to make sure to keep tabs not only this week but all season long with those odds and more with bet online betonline.net fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds lines and game stats news info you want it. They got it. NFL, NHL, NBA, even MMA and UFC. Bet Online makes betting easy and is your number one source for all your betting needs. Go to betonline.net today to learn more. That's betonline.net where the game starts. And remember, when you subscribe to Lockdown Sports Minnesota, you're getting endless Vikings talk with local experts. Sam and Ron talk football every day in the Ron Johnson Show. Reggie Wilson gives you a sports anchor's perspective right here on Superior Sports Talk. And the Minnesota Football Party brings together the top Vikings podcasters in the city. Subscribe to the free Lockdown Sports Minnesota podcast feed wherever you find your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review or... Find our videos on the Lockdown Sports Minnesota YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button, leave us a comment, let us know what you think. You can also now find us streaming on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick devices. Just download our Lockdown Sports Minnesota app. Enjoy all our content and daily shows for free at your fingertips any day, anytime. All right, to basketball, we go. Wolves lose, what was that, Monday night, 120-109, New York Knicks. No Rudy Gobert. You were kind of hoping, okay, not ideal, obviously. We're missing the big man, but maybe it's a good thing we switch things up a little bit. Not the case. What are you just seeing out there right now, Reg, when you watch these games, specifically Monday against the Knicks? Kind of help me break it all down.
1: They can't shoot. They can't defend. It's a hot mess right now. And after the game, Anthony Edwards said, that teams are just coming into their house, coming into their games against them and just deciding that they're going to take their heart and they let them do it. He called the team soft. He said that they have to play better. And it's hard to really argue with him right now after seeing what they're doing out there. Like I mentioned last night on Care 11, like you've seen several games this year from the Wolves and you're like, wow, this has to be rock bottom. And then Mm -hmm. somehow... The floor still drops lower, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Wow, like I didn't think it could get any worse, and then they have that loss to the Knicks at one point, they were down by as many as twenty seven points in that game to the Knicks. What is going on? that's They're nothing like, I went
0: to the Spurs game two weeks ago. they were down thirty five in the third. That's nothing.
1: <laughs> what are we doing What's as going the on season out here? has gone along. Why is this continuing to be the case? You still have an all-star in Carl anthony Towns. You still have an ascending superstar in Anthony mm-hmm. Edwards. They should still be able to hold it down when Rudy is not out there. And for some reason, this team is just out of sorts. And it is some bad basketball to watch. And, you know, you hope that they would just kind of get their chemistry issues together and mm-hmm. and turn on the, the switch and turn their play around. But I don't really know. I, I, don't, I don't really know. So far, this experiment just looks like bad news.
0: Everybody talks about the chemistry and the timing. It's going to take a little bit to get together. What's the bigger problem right now, though? And I know it's a total team thing, top to bottom, right? But more blame on Chris Finch, the coach, for not putting these pieces together? Or from what you're seeing out there, more blame to put on the actual players for just not going and executing just some simple basketball. You mentioned can't shoot, can't play defense, not going to win a lot of games that way.
1: You know, I don't put much on on uh, Finch. I think okay, he is okay. doing he is doing what he can. Like he's trying to get the most out of his guys. I think it's just an execution thing. Like we mm-hmm. were looking at the Vikings on Sunday, and I thought Kevin O'Connell was calling a solid game but you know Mm -hmm. you had drops on third down you you had lack of execution on some of those plays and that's what kind of stuck them in the mud for a while on Sunday it's kind of the same thing like I think Finch is putting these guys in position to do what they do but they're missing shots they're taking bad shots you know like they're whenever you see a, a smaller guy on cat You think barbecue chicken all day, he's settling for jumpers. He can't beat the guy off the dribble to the cup. Like, what is going on there? You look at some of the guys that are supposed to be playing better. D'Angelo Russell's in a contract year over his last Mm -hmm. seven games, 10.6 points a game, 32.6% field goal percentage. He's 26.2 from three, and he's 46.7% from the free throw line. This is over the last seven games. Anthony Edwards not playing well. Like, I think you were expecting him to to go off for twenty five to thirty a game. That's not happening so far. Cats getting getting buckets, but it's kind of like meaningless when he when he is getting buckets. It's kind of like you know he's he's getting his points when you look at the box score at the end, but they're not really impacting the game that much. And when you look at that, like you just I don't really know what to think about it and I don't think that Rudy Gobert playing, which he's supposed to be playing in the next game. I don't believe that that's going to necessarily affect, you know, the, the point total or, or whatever the outcome is that much, they just need to play better. They need to make more shots. They need to play better defense. These teams are coming down on their end of the floor and doing whatever they want to do.
0: Talk to the Wolves fans out here for a second listening. Is there any reason for optimism? Because I know a lot of people cling on to remember what happened last year when they started really slow at the gate. The first 20 games, didn't they lose like seven, eight in a row at one point? And then they really turned it on. Is there any reason for optimism looking at last year, how they started out the gate to this year that you can equate it back to maybe, okay, maybe this is just a team that needs a while to get going and find the rhythm and find their footing here after this first month.
1: Still a long season to go. Mm -hmm. And a very, very talented team from top to bottom. Yes. When you have a bucket getter like Jalen Noel coming off the bench, Nas Reed has been outstanding in his time coming off the bench as well. And you have these stars on this starting five between Ant, D'Lo, Cat, Rudy. Like you expect them to be able to turn it around.
0: Okay, bottom line, black or white, yes or no. This Wolves team, are they better with or without Rudy Gobert? Like if you could hop in the time machine and do it all over, would you punch it again, do the same thing, run it back, or keep the picks, keep Pat Bev, keep all the players, keep the cash? What do you think?
1: I think it's too early to tell. I think so. In in our political uh, climate right now, (laughs) watching all the election coverage, (laughs) too early to call.
0: I think I'd run it back. I think I'd keep Rudy. I think they'll figure this thing out when it's all said and done. It's just going to take a while. Going to tall ball in a league. that plays small ball. You're zigging. Everybody else is zagging. All right. We got time for one quick one here. My new favorite segment called Give Me One. Give me one. Give me the one part of the Vikings season you think is more realistic to continue in the second half of the season. Their lack of penalties or player injuries. They're actually in the top of the league in both categories. They've committed very few penalties and they've been one of the healthiest teams in the NFL. What's more likely to continue in the second
1: half? I think the penalty thing. This team just seems to be very disciplined under KLC. They're running their stuff and they're doing exactly what they're supposed to do, which is crazy because you think of all the pre-snap motion and and all the window dressing that KLC does. You would think that maybe sometimes, like somebody's like, "Oh shoot," you know, have a brain fart or you know whatever the case may be. TJ Hawkinson comes in on Sunday and he just picks up the offense right away and and contributes and doesn't necessarily make any mistakes out there not any that we saw anyway and it's just like wow like i don't know man something about koc man i i really think that he has some some good stuff going i always say like the vikings are living right but i think it starts with him like he is living right i don't know who he talked to he must have really talked to jesus before you know this season (laughs) started because You know, he's keeping them relatively healthy and keeping them relatively disciplined as well. And they're executing when they need to. Like, this team is living right. I I think, though, it's the NFL. It's a combat sport. Mm -hmm. This, you know, level of, of healthiness that we've seen, you would like to say that it will keep up. And, you know, maybe he's doing everything that he can during the week to keep these guys fresh or as fresh as possible. But with general attrition, During an NFL season, I think it's just hard to say like, oh, this team will just continue to stay healthy because by the end of the year, these guys are beat down and they're you know, they've they've gotten beaten up over the course of a season. It's hard to keep that going.
0: No, you're absolutely right. But remember when the Rams went on their Super Bowl run, they were one of the healthiest teams in the entire league both during Mm. the season and by the end, they plucked that guy, head trainer, athletic trainer, Tyler Williams from the staff. He's now on the Vikings. Mm. Look at all the injuries the Vikings dealt with the last two years. Now you look at this year, and obviously, again, one of the better injury team luck teams, I guess you'd call it, in the league right now. Knock on wood. As you said, hopefully that continues. You just never know. All right, that's a wrap today. Remember to like, rate, review, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Join us every day for another episode with your 30-minute breakdown of everything Minnesota sports. We're a podcast too, free and available all platforms subscribe drop us a five-star review and find us now streaming on your roku or amazon fire stick devices just look out for our lockdown sports minnesota app there as well that's the man reggie wilson on twitter at reggie wilson tv check him out every night up on care 11 luke imman right here on twitter at luke underscore spinman special thanks to the producer matt DeBritz. tune in tomorrow to superior sports talk part of lockdown sports minnesota for reggie i'm luke until tomorrow Signing out.
1: Be blessed. Spread love today. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.